I see you guys. What's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, I was about to just start it off without giving you the goddamn introduction. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. You know what, man? To be honest with you, I had a friend reach out to me. All right. Now, Elisa and I, we've been through trials. We've been through hell. We've been through everything. Okay? And you know what's even more interesting? The reason why her and I, we went through the hell that we've been through. Sorry, I'm just all over the place right now trying to get my things all organized. The reason why we went through this hell was over a guy. Right? Um, I felt that, um, and I love, I love Elisa like I do my next breath, but I felt that, you know, she had a boyfriend. I didn't want to intervene with that, so I canceled my trip to America in December of 2017. And it broke up our relationship qu- quite, yeah, yeah, pretty bad until now. Um, and you know what's so shocking is that uh, she she messaged me. And it was after the crazy-ass fucking fire out here in Thailand, man. I almost cried. People were jumping and dying. It was just terrible. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, man, this is no joke. Um, but she's like, dude, what's up? And then one of my ex-students who's a doctor, she's like, dude, what the hell? Were you at that building? People were messaging me. So grateful for you all. Thank you so much, especially Elisa. Um, and that meant a lot. Obviously, my family would never <laughs> message me. <laughs> People are like, why are you laughing? That's horrible. It doesn't matter. A human being's a human being. And I'm just grateful that there are people that are looking out for me. But at the same token, they're not there in emergency situations. So I'm going to have to make haste in terms of those situations like I talked about recently. But Elisa, she reached out to me. She's like, listen, I need to talk to you. I need to vent. And I was like, okay, okay. So finally, a couple days later, three days later, she laid the cheese on me. She's like, yeah, uh, me and him, we broke up. And I'm like, oh, and this is the same guy. If, you know what's so amazing? If she hadn't gotten a relationship with him, uh, I would have gone to America. But at the same time, I would have been very thin on money because I ended up canceling uh i would have ended up canceling my ticket and everything or i would have ended up paying like 2000 2500 us dollars to go to america and so i'm so grateful that everything happened the way it did and at the same time alisa she's in need of my help and she's like man i need some guidance i need someone who this and that and i'm like listen you already know what i do you already know what kind of guidance i'm gonna give you and so she went in to say a couple of things, and the thing that caught me off guard the most, again, situations and, you know, with relationships, it's people, it could be, di- you know, disloyalty, unfaithfulness, you name it. But the thing that really got me was that, you know, there were some problems in terms of the thoughts that she was having. And I was like, you know what? Okay, here we go. So I said, when we have depressive thoughts, we no longer have control of us. We no longer have control. And if you look at someone who's in a depressed state, are they looking up or down? Are they are they sitting up? Are they sitting upright or are they slouched over? Are they walking with enthusiasm or opposite? Are they sitting in a room with a lot of light or a lot of dark? Are they communicating with people? Now, everything I just said, it's all in the opposite, all in the negative. So, when you're in a depressive state, it's because you need to hurry. It's Obviously, I, 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 could, I could become sad right now. I could stop everything I'm doing. I could just sit here and look at people all lovey-dovey on YouTube and, oh, my God, I'll go into a depressive state. But you know what? You can snap out of that. Why? Because that's how powerful the mind and the, sub, the subconscious mind is. Although we're not really tapping into the subconscious, that's what we give it one hour before we go to sleep so it could work on it. 
That's why I tried telling you guys, whatever we feed our mind an hour before we go to sleep is extremely crucial. So feed it with some good things, all right? So I was telling her about these things, and I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I had that coaching moment, and she went to go see a counselor. And because she went to go see a counselor and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually listening because like at this moment, I'm like, okay, so when it comes to the counselor, I want to, I want to know what he's asking you. So she told me and I'm like, dude, I would, I would have done a way better job. You could have paid me. No offense. No, it's it's a joke. But the counselors, they're all programmed by academics. There's nothing practical. And then again, he kind of, he doesn't, he doesn't tackle the root problem. He just goes after the surface level things. So what do you want your boy, you know, what do you want him to do? Would you like him to do more of this? Would you like him to do more? It has nothing to do with it. The root problem. What's the root problem? Why is she having these feelings? Yes, I would have to say 40 to 50% is because of him, but I have to say the environment. Yeah. Being a nurse, it's difficult. You're working. And when you go back home and you're home all alone, and you're like a lot of people on this planet who aren't able to live in their skin all by themselves and feed themselves with great material and constantly learn, uh, you know, every single day. And kind of just sit around and say, man, what should I do? You know? And I said, you know what? How about gardening? How about yoga? How about a meditation retreat? How about going on a spontaneous trip? How about joining a conference where you can meet other entrepreneurs and figure, you know? And the thing is, yes, I know you're a nurse. You're a nurse. It's the most difficult job in the world. But you know what? I can tell you right now, 49% of American doctors are depressed. So what do you think about the nurses? I would have to say it's probably 60 to 75%. And so when you hear those numbers, you're like, damn, am I just going to be just a a statistic? What should I do? Well, you have to be honest with yourself. That's number one. What's the root problem? It's the self-awareness. Okay, I'm feeling these feelings right now. What am I feeling right now? I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling this, but why? Okay, well, I'm sitting in a dark room. I'm sitting here feeling sorry for myself. Okay, but what what could you be grateful for right now? Well, you know what I'm grateful? I got, I'm a fucking nurse. Or well, I'm grateful that I have life. I'm grateful that I have food, a car, and a wonderful family. You know what I mean? You know, yes, shit went, shit went, shit, went, shit always goes bad with relationships. I got it. Hell, look at me. You know what I mean? Relationships, they come and go a dime a dozen. But one key thing I want to point out here. Before you got in the relationship, how were you? Okay, now after you got in the relationship, how are you? So you feel that you cannot live anymore without him. But you were living perfectly fine before him. So what is this? So you you have to start asking the right questions. Oh, it's the subconscious mind, isn't it? Because that's how powerful the mind is. And the mind, next thing you know, hey, after a while, your body is on autopilot. It controls everything. And you're doing the same thing over and over and over. And hey, and once you start trying to get out of that, you go back to it. Because basically, it's kind of like this. I'm going to start eating healthy tomorrow. And your mind says, nah, no, that's not going to happen. All right. Basically, you're going to eat healthy maybe one, two, maybe even three days. And you're going to go back to the same, and I'm going to tell you to go back to the same. You're going to have to shut your mind up. And so remember what I was telling you about in yesterday's podcast. You know what I mean? Yesterday's podcast in terms of defeating and just just getting over, you know, those social circles where they're doing more taking than giving. That stuff. 
you know, because I mean, when you're in those types of social circles, I mean, it's a no win situation. You're not going to get anything resolved and you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to grow. You have these people kind of like Mook. I was just telling you about Mook and there are two Mooks that are bad. One, one's a flaky motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? The other one, she, she likes taking pictures and saying, oh, yes, I, yeah, I have a white face. You see what I mean? So I take those people out of my life. They're triggering some past experiences within me that I do not want to resurface. Yes, I've already healed them, but triggers, we always have triggers everywhere, right? Those triggers is always, okay, Thai woman, white man. Yeah, I understand. It always happens. So you got to get rid of the trigger. So what's the trigger that makes you feel depressed? You see what I mean? When you start figuring that out, you can say, okay, all right. So guys, let me give you back. Uh, let me bring it back to uh, 2014, October. The most depressive state I've ever been in. Ever. Well, you know, my girl. Well, my <laughs> That was 10 years ago when I was a kid. Uh... I remember I was really, really sad back then. But, of course, in 2009, Google was in infancy stage. YouTube was beyond infancy stage. You know what I mean? Facebook, you couldn't even comment on statuses. You couldn't post photos or anything. You couldn't post videos. I mean, there were so many different things. And so when it came down to it, I ended up um, in, what, 2014, uh, I remember being in the back of a taxi, and I sent my friend, Andre, who I'm going to be bringing on the podcast, I sent him a very horrifying message saying, man, I don't think anyone likes me on this planet. And he said, man, what the fuck are you talking about? And he hurried up and messaged my mom, hey, I think something's wrong with Arsenio. The next thing you know, my mom got all scared. But you know what? Within that depressive state, I snapped out of it because I finally got to the school. I was so angry because that motherfucking taxi was driving all over the place. That's why I got into that depressive state because he was making a mockery out of me. But I didn't have the balls to say, hey, man, fuck you. You don't know where the hell you're going. You see what I mean? And so I finally got to the school, and I'm like, okay, Arsenio, snap out of it. And I did. I did. Once I got on those school grounds, I felt better. Saw an African guy. And I'm like, dude, if you get this job, it's me and you versus the world right now. If you get this, I'll be happy. And he's like, thanks, man. He got the job. I got another one right after that. And you know what? I ended up moving. And you know, it's just in those in those instances, man, it's like I was having those thoughts just scared the living hell out of me. But then I hurry up and made that transition and said, you know what? Okay, no more. That's enough. I'm not going to go through this anymore. Mine, I'm going to tell you exactly what to think. And you know what? It's not even that bad of a situation. Yes, I was going through hell. There was all kinds of things I had to overcome. It was so difficult, but I overcame it. And so this is why I'm so grateful, especially being in the position I am right now. But some people, they don't know how to get out of that. So rule number one, here you go. Actionable steps. You want actionable steps? I got them for you. If you are in a depressive state, first you need to become aware and become very, very honest with yourself. Okay, what are these feelings I'm feeling right now? We got to get to the root cause. So, okay, I'm depressed. What is depression? Look it up. Okay, depression is this. Is this what I am or is this what I'm feeling? Now, those are two significant. Those are completely different. So then when you're sitting there, you're like, okay, all right, all right, I'm feeling this, but what's making me feel this way? Now we got to identify the triggers. So what are the triggers? Now, obviously, my, you know, Alisa, who's a magnificent individual, 
it's because that she's going over, she's getting over some some hard times with her, the, her and the other guy. And so it's like, okay, so he's making up 80% of my unhappiness, so what should I do? Well, now, the thing is, you just don't want to cut people off very, very quickly. It's very, very difficult to do things such as, you know, just to cut people off. Because it, you need someone to fill that void. If you don't fill that void, it's, you know, bad habits could come in. And so what do I do? People say, okay, Arsenio, so how do you get over individuals? Okay, so this is what I did last night, last time. I had a girlfriend, ooh, two years ago. Uh, dating, dating, wasn't really a girlfriend, but her name was Y, not the guy. And I remember she broke up with me. She's like, oh, we're just too different, this and that, this and that. And then she wasn't responding. She wasn't doing this. I was like, listen, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then I cut her off. And then I sent her email, I forgot when, the next day. And I think we talked through email just a little bit. And then we had a lunch together. So this was after the breakup. We actually had a lunch, and it was kind of like a closure lunch. Because after that, I can't remember speaking to her forever. And I think it was... Something that I needed from her in December. I was like, can you help me? And she's like, oh, well, da 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 And I said, you know what? Fuck you. I'm done. And I stopped speaking to her for maybe five, six, seven months. I can't remember. Maybe four months. And then I spoke to her again, and then we started off new. And of course, right now, I'm speaking to Y right now, and she's over here. And she's like, hey, man, you should come out here. And she's got a boyfriend. Am I jealous? No. I knew it wasn't going to work with her. But can we remain friends? Yes. And you know. I still know she has it in her eye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She can never forget it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, guys, when I and why we went through that breakup, I didn't completely cut her off. That is extremely difficult to do, but you need to get that emotional detachment out the way. So you still speak to them, but not on a level that you used to. You start, uh, you know, you start breaking away. Kind of like what the Vietnamese girl did. Once she went back to Vietnam, she just completely ignored me. And I'm like, okay, this is receding. I know there's a bomb that's going to happen. Boom, there's a bomb. Oh, well, I don't think this relationship. Okay, bye. That's it. (laughs) History archived, done, ananya. You know what I mean? But if you just like cut someone off right then and there and that's the end, it's very, very difficult to get over that. That's what I did with one girl last year. Do you? And there was a big uh, Hurricane Mungkut. It was going out there. It was approaching Hong Kong. And, you know, she slept over. She was just such a magnificent girl. I just, she's just wonderful, you know. But the thing is, I need some independence. Like, when I say, hey, I need to get prepared for work. And you're like, no, I want you to walk me downstairs. That shit just irritates me. I'm like, you're a big woman. You can walk downstairs. It's okay. And so that broke it up. I cut her off. And then next thing you know, got an email recently. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been thinking about you from time to time. Started speaking again. Picked up right where we left off. So there are some times where you have to drop the bomb and say, fuck it. But there are times that you just cannot do that because there's such a big void. And so the most the, the most depressed time I've ever been had to be, of course, what, January 10th, January 11th, right after you, the UNLV University of New Mexico game, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember uh, my girlfriend, she ended up dropping that bomb. And I remember I was at her place. We were trying to work things out. She's like, I don't love you anymore. And I was like, no, you don't mean that. No, I don't love you anymore. Why? Oh, no. Yeah. All that bullshit. All little kids. And then I remember I tried calling her that night saying, hey, guess what? The UNLV, they beat New Mexico. All that all that regardless. Dumb bull jive. And then after that, I tried calling her the next morning or something like that. And it didn't work. 
And then I said, you know what? You don't want to talk to me. I'm done. And then I sent her a nasty email. And then I got really, really, really sick. The sickest I've ever been. A week later, I ended up going uh, to her job. And I'm like, and she was so beautiful. Like, she was wearing things that i never seen her wear. And I, I realized that she made a change. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, what's up? She, she's like, have you been on a date? And I'm like, uh, she's like, well, I've been on three. And that really hit me. I'm like, oh, my God. So this is the beginning of the end. This is it. And I'm like, hey, let's just meet at Starbucks tonight. And I remember I bought these roses and I was sitting there and I was just talking to her saying, would you take me back? She said, I got to let you go. And I remember I walked into a car. I gave her a hug. And I tried calling her the next morning. And she's like, listen, you need to be around your family. Stop calling me, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? At that moment, I realized I was the most pathetic human being on the planet. And I said, all right, bye. I sent her one last email. It was probably around January 12th of, woo, 2009, baby. I was a baby. And it was a tough two, three months. But guess what? I did attract people into my life. There was a Philippine, only one friend I had at that time. Her name was Chandre. And I was talking to her. She helped me throughout that process. She introduced me to Terrence, Robert, another lady, and a really important factor in my life. Her name was Unita. Unita was really egotistical from February to March. The next thing you know, I remember in April during the national championship game, North Carolina versus Michigan State 2009, baby, say it loud. And I remember she was like, hey, Arsenio, do you want to go get something to eat? I'm like, hey, I finished school at this time. She's like, dude, I'll pick you up. I'll drop you off. I'm like, a fucking deal. And so we went to P.F. Chang's Chinese restaurant, and here we are just sitting there. And she was going through a breakup with, of course, a guy named Nick in her life. And I was like, well, I'm getting over this. And that's when an inseparable bond for two months was built. We, we, I slept at her place. Um, we went everywhere together. We traveled together. We did this together. We went clubbing together. Then it all fell apart, of course, for so many different reasons. But... I had officially gotten over Christine in that moment because that special gem, Unita, she came into my life only to help me get over it. And then when everything, when I finally got over her, boom, she was gone. But you know what's so amazing? When you spend so much time with someone like Unita and then everything just disappears and you guys are no longer friends, I was like, oh my God, I just lost a friend like Unita. Oh my God, this is so bad, this and that. And I remember the, oh, the David, oh my God, I tried connecting with this asshole like four or five years ago. And oh my God. And so I blocked him. Yeah, who cares? But he's like a childhood friend, man. Uh, well, was. He was a childhood guy, okay? His brother, DJ, was my friend. But anyways, I remember David. And I was like, David, man, you know, this girl and this and that and this and that. And I'm like, I'm, I can't believe it. And I remember he said one thing. He's like, why do you even care about a grimy ass individual? And I realized that Unita, her intentions, her selfishness and everything, at that specific moment, it was all about her. And I swear, I felt the most over... It was like God entered me and... And I completely, at that instant, forgot about Unita. Unita had come into my life to deliver the message, to get me over that hump and to leave. She was an angel. That's it. And so, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. It's funny. I don't even know how I'm going to bring this all back full circle. But um, that's what you have to look at. You have to look at relationships, you know, and say, is it possible? Do you think we're honestly going to go a long way? Do you honestly believe that? 
you know, regardless of all the transgressions you've been through and, you know, the dishonesty, all that stuff, can it work? You really need to ask yourself in any situation, if you're feeling sad, if, yeah, if you're feeling sad, a lot of people do. I got it. I understand. And you're, oh, do you have friends? How about your social work? You know, your social network. You know what? When we're not able to communicate anything, that's when we fall into depressive states. How about joining tribes online, doing things just spontaneous? Man, I remember when I said, oh, you know what? I'm a little bit, uh, let's say, let's say I picked up something, right? Let's say, oh man, I'm a little bit sad today. I'd be like, okay, so let me go to base. I've never been to base. Base is another competitor that I go to in, uh, in terms of the lab and it's at Cheat Loam. So I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go to base. So I could go down there. I could go to this workout class, meet a whole bunch of people for the first time, probably see another guy I used to be, that used to be a trainer at the lab. And you see what I mean? Do things that are very spontaneous, man. You know, it's just so important. And luckily, yes, I'm thankful enough to live in the city where everything's bunched together. And I'm literally probably five seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds away from meeting someone that might have a positive influence on my life. Some of you probably live in just the most remote states ever, and it's very difficult to do that. I got it. But how about you just take, go take a drive? Go in nature. Start appreciating the little things. Journal a little bit. You need to start reading. People say, oh, yeah, personal, de- you know, personal development is a bunch of bull this, bull that. I'm like, are you serious? So you're telling me leadership is BS? That's quite frankly what every news outlet, every congressman, House of Representative, everyone in America needs. They need a leader. They need self-control, the habit of saving, failure, doing more than what you're paid to do. These are things we need. You see what I mean? So guys, there's always room for development. If you're depressed, it's because you're not developing. It's because you want something. You're selfish. I was selfish that moment because I wanted to get a job and I wasn't getting a job. I was selfish that moment when my, that, that girl, the, the, my first relationship 10 years ago, when she left me. Why? Because I wanted her. I didn't want another man to want, you know, have her. And when another man have her, I was heartbroken beyond. But the, the depression was because of what I wanted. So when you take a step back and say, you know what, to hell with my selfish needs. How about what I need? Ah. Not what you want, but what you need. You need to grow. And you know what? This moment right here, I mean, when you're depressed or this and that, I want you to <laughs> clap that shit up and say, yeah, baby, I'm depressed. All right. But you know what? You're probably going to say, I'm depressed. You're going to have that voice. And I heard it in my friend's voice just a couple weeks ago. I was like, ooh, she does not sound good. And next thing you know, she told me. And then, boom, that happened. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to coach you right here, right now. And now it's all about the action, too. You got to take action on all of it. Now, if I'm telling you to do this, I'm telling you to figure out the subconscious mind. I'm figuring, telling you to feed, the, you know, feed your mind with this, feed your mind with that and everything and get out of that environment. If you don't do it, I can't do anything for you. You got to take the action. Action means everything. So, guys, with that being said, man, I hope you guys got something out of this. I've already done a couple of podcasts on this, but it never gets old. If you guys got any topics, let me know. Love doing Q&As. And as always, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Over and out.